Hey everyone, I'm glad that you've tuned into this broadcast, not our live feed. I know our time's a little different. Um, there's a lot of people been questioning me and asking me different things about what's going on here at the church, and I just wanted you to know that uh, everybody's good, everything's okay, but we've just had so much COVID around uh, that's been all over town and all around us. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Uvalde County is the second hottest spot right now in Texas. And um, so we made the decision to not do a live service tonight with people in the service, but that doesn't mean I can't be live with y'all. And we're doing it a little early because uh, we just are. Uh, rather than coming in at seven, I don't have any praise and worship people tonight. I have nobody in the church but me and Jake just recording this. And so anyway, I wanted to speak to you because today is a very, very, very historic day. Things are happening. Things are taking place right now in America. I know you've probably watched the news. If you've been watching just the regular news, the, the CNN, Fox News, you're not getting the full report of what's taking place. But something has happened. Something is starting to move and to shake in this nation. And I wanted to be here with you tonight to be able to put uh, maybe a little bit of uh, your finger on it, maybe to, to help you to understand a little bit about what I believe God is doing and what's taking place. And so I want to share some word with you tonight. I want to pray for you tonight. I know there's a lot of people out there that you're under the weather, whether it's cedar fever or whether it's COVID or, <clears throat> or something else, but that whatever's going on, I want to pray for you. So I wanted to get that out tonight. And, uh, so let's just, let me just pray right now, and then we'll just get into the Word and get going with what, what I believe God wants to share with you tonight. So Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name, that Lord, as we broadcast tonight, that people from all over the world are going to hear this message. They're going to be able to uh, touch you and touch the power of your presence, Lord, in their homes, in their cars, wherever they be tonight. And that, Lord, that you would just begin to just move within them, move in this time, move in this message, because, Lord, I see you moving in this nation. And so, Lord, I think it is a special time to just be here and share the word with all of those, Lord God, that you have listening out there. And so, Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You know, I want to start just by, by telling you the one thing you need to be really keen to at this time is to realize that all the news that you're going to hear, all the things that are going to be said, it's not all truth, okay? Our nation right now is in a historic moment. We've never had an election since 18, I believe it's 76, that was contested like this election got done today. Our House of Representatives, our, our Senate met uh, when the first uh, election results on Arizona came up. They became contested. And then all of a sudden they were in there doing their debates. And then the rioters outside, not rioters, I take that back, protesters who had been there just got uh, aggressive and went in and, and, and went into the state capitol, I mean the, the, the U.S. Capitol building, and stopped the process. But I want to tell you something. Today we saw people rise up. We, we saw what a lot of us are feeling that we're frustrated, we're angry with what the enemy's been doing, we're tired of being pushed, we're tired of being uh, confined, we're tired of being told what to do, we're tired of losing our freedoms, we're tired of going down a road of just idiocracy. 
in people's lives and, and, and what they're doing to us. And, and you saw today people rising up. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think it was a good thing. I think it was a good thing. I don't want to see people hurt. I don't want to see anybody injured. Uh, you may be offended by the, the words I'm saying, but please don't be. Hear the spirit of what I'm trying to say and listen to the word that's going to be preached. Because folks, ever, whenever you're walking and you're fighting and you're being confronted by the enemy, there's a time in your life where you have to rise up and you say enough is enough. It doesn't make any difference if it's just the devil oppressing you, if your finances are messed up or your marriage is messed up or your health is hurting, that you rise up by the Spirit of God and say enough is enough. And we've got to do that. We have got to rise up as a nation and say enough is enough. We're not going to be led down a path and not going to go down a road that they're going to take us to that destroys this nation, that destroys the heritage of this nation, that stops the gospel from being preached, that keeps America from being this great nation that goes out and evangelizes the world and sends missionaries out all over the world. There's no nation ever been like the United States that's given and given and given as much as this nation has. And though, listen to me, the world is hinging on this. There are people right now that you, you don't see this on mainstream media, but there are people in protest going down protest lines in Japan uh, saying and having Trump rallies and trying to get America to wake up. There's people all over this world that are sitting there tonight that are praying for America that we will become and remain as a nation that's we in God we trust because they know how important and how pivotal it is. Now, there's a scripture that the Lord shared with me. I was praying and praying, and I just felt like, man, Lord, you got to give me a word. You got to give me something. And uh, the scripture came to me, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And it's one that's it's probably familiar to you. You know it. But I want to just go over it. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Just stop right there for a minute and think about that. Are we really trusting in the Lord? Are we really believing that God is going to get us from point A to point B? Or are we saying, <clears throat> okay, Lord, we trust you're going to do this, but of course you need me to do this. Because you see, then we've entered into works. We've entered into a place where, where we're striving, we're, we're having to make it out of our own abilities. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not real good at that. If I'm going to depend on me and my abilities, you know, I'm always going <laughs> to, I'm going to mess it up. I just, I, I just know it. I'll sit there and say, I'm not going to eat that last cookie. But eventually, man, if it stays in there long enough, I'm going to go eat it. You know, I don't have that much willpower to do it. But he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Now, and it says, and lean not to your own understanding. So if you really, really wanted to translate that in something that was a little more uh, that you may could understand, it would say, trust in the Lord. And don't get support from your own understanding. I want to tell you something. We cannot figure out what God's doing right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's no way you're going to sit down and just get it all figured out. Like you're going to say, oh, the next step the Father is going to do is this. Or, oh, the next step. No, no, no. Listen to me. That's not our job. Our job right now is to trust that God is going to get this nation in whom trust in him back on track and get it to where it needs to be. Or, or God is going to get us in the place that we're supposed to be 
whatever that may be. But I know that we need at this point to be trusting in him, to saying, Lord, we trust in you. You're going to get us where we need to be. You're going to do what needs to be done. We trust in you. We're not going to lean to our own support. Because you see, when you start leaning to your own support, well, then you know what happens is you get tired and you get weary. And I know, and I just felt in my heart today that there's a lot of you out there, you're getting tired and weary, and you can't get tired and weary in this battle right now. we got to keep going. You need an encouraging word from the Holy Ghost, which I pray he gives you tonight. Just fire you up, get you strengthened, get your prayer back where it needs to be, get your faith back where it needs to be, and go on. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Okay, first thing he tells us to do, in everything we're doing, we need to acknowledge him. In everything we're doing, we need to acknowledge him. Do you hear what I'm saying? Everything we're doing, we need to be acknowledging him. You can't go wrong if Jesus is out in front of you. Where you start making mistakes is when you get out in front of the Lord. So all we got to do is keep him out in front of us. All we got to do is keep saying, Lord, I'm your servant. I want to do what you want me to do. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like, I'm here for you. It says acknowledge him in all ways. And then what is he going to do? He's going to direct your paths. He's going to get you to the place you need to be. I believe with all of my heart, God's going to get us to the place that we're supposed to be. We're not going to mess up. We're not going to miss it. We're not going to miss the mark. We're going to be right on track, right where we need to be. As a church, as a family, as a community, we're going to be right where we need to be. He says, and, and then be wise in, and do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. And it'll be health to your flesh. Do you realize that this verse, this, these couple of verses here, <laughs> they say if, you, if you're serving the Lord and doing what he's supposed to, it's going to make you healthy. There's a promise tied to this, that if you're fearing the Lord, you're walking in what he's doing, answering what his call is on your life, well, then your health gets better. It's amazing. God's saying, serve me, and I'll make you healthy which takes me to the next scripture. Now, we had our scripture cards printed this week or uh, for this month, uh, the, the, the confession card. And uh, it's Psalms 103, and, and it's verses 1 through 5. And let me read it to you. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases, who redeemed your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You realize this verse has a promise tied to it also about health, that if you do this, it says that your youth is going to be renewed like an eagle. Hey, come on, let's look at it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's what we need to be doing. Everything we're doing, listen to me. I'm not fighting for America to be a great country again so that we can get rich, so that we can live in comfort. I'm fighting so America can stand strong, so we can see souls saved. I told you Sunday that you, you don't, the, 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 the proverb says you don't love your child if you won't discipline him. 
Well, I love people, and I want to see people get saved. I want to see people uh, find the love of God in their lives. But if we serve a nation that is oppressing the gospel, oppressing churches, oppressing freedom of speech, and we're finding it putting down, well, then, folks, that's not going to take place. And so I want to fight to see America continue on this path. And that if God would have a, another route for America, it's still going to be one that people get saved in, people get blessed in, people get healed in, because he says, bless the Lord on my soul. All that's within me going to bless his holy name. I want to keep preaching. I want to see that stop being censorship over, over our uh, airways, because we need to be able to bless the Lord with everything that's within us. And it says, and forget not all its benefits. There are benefits for serving God. There's benefits as a nation, being a godly nation. And if we want to become a goat nation, a wicked nation, a nation that cheats, a nation that lies, a nation that, that murders children, a nation that does all the abominable things that, that people say they want to do, well, then, folks, I'm going to tell you something. The blessing of God's not going to be upon us. It's not going to be upon us. And I declare that he, that there's benefits for serving God. There's benefits as a nation for standing up for righteousness. I want to blaze through the gates of heaven with, with, with glory on my lips to be able to praise Jesus that we served him with all of our heart all the days of our life and we would not be stopped. It says he forgives all of my iniquities. What the world needs to know is that this, this message that we Christians are supposed to be preaching. It's a message that goes out to the world that Jesus has bought forgiveness for you. Do you want it? Do you want it? That's what we need is all of our sins forgiven because it's the sins and the iniquities of the people that are driving them into truly madness. But anyway, who forgives all our iniquities? And then it says he heals all our diseases, all the crazy things in life, heals it. All the true sickness in body, he heals it. But all the, the crazies in life, when you, when you stop and say, I can't believe they're doing that, or I can't believe he said that, or, or I, I, you know, I, that just blows my mind. Listen, he want, God wants to heal all that. He says he redeems our life from destruction. I can tell you, I have told you this, church, for months and months and months, this is not about parties. It's not about Democrats and Republicans. This is about good and evil. This is about God and the devil. This is about trying to bring destruction to America so that America has no voice to preach the gospel. That's what this is all about. And we've got to stand up for our freedoms. Otherwise, the gospel gets shut down. He says, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Folks, there needs to be good things coming out of our mouth, not bad things, not evil things, not things that do not sit around your house spewing vile stuff out of your mouth about people. God loves people. We want to see people get saved. Now, I realize that, and I told you that Sunday, there's a time you just cast them on and say, well, Lord, you're going to have to deal with them. You just, I'm just throwing them off over there to you because I don't know what to do with them. And he'll take care of it. But listen to me. Don't sit around spewing bad things out of your mouth. Sit around saying, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. I'm going to bless your holy name. That's what needs to be coming out of you right now. 
That's what needs to be in your household. That's what your children need to hear. If your children are upset and saying, oh, what's going on? What's taking place in the world? You need to say, man, bless the Lord, oh my soul. God is in charge. God is going to get us where we need to be. Don't worry, kids. Everything's going to be okay. So let's go to a New Testament scripture. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. These are out of Jesus' own words right here. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus told us there was going to be tribulation. I'm not talking about the tribulation. I'm talking about troubled times. We're in some troubled times right now. We're seeing some things going on, some shakings taking place. Folks, you are literally seeing right now people lying to you over the media, trying to get the masses of people to believe something that is not true. Do you hear what I'm saying? They're lying to you. They're not telling you the truth. They're not telling you the truth. I... I heard it this afternoon on the radio myself, just coming out, just, just more garbage. It just, it's not true because they don't want the truth told because if they do the truth, it's going to lead back to righteousness and goodness, and they don't want to go that way. They want to go over here. Well, that causes us to be uncomfortable. It causes us to be in tribulation. It causes us to have to... Uh, do things and to think things like we haven't done before. You, you, I know that I'm speaking to good people out there, and I know that you do not want to be provoked to violence. That's not something you want to do. You want to live peaceably with all men, but it says if it's possible. And sometimes it's not possible. And sometimes we do have to rise up, and sometimes we do have to wave our flags, and sometimes we do have to get in people's face and say, no, stop, do not go down that road. That's the tribulation that I see Jesus talking about here. Look, you're going to be in tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. God always makes a way out and wakes a way to walk in victory because I'm telling you, we're living in prophetic times right now. We're living in a time that God needs you to be his mouthpiece, his hands, his feet into this world and telling people, hey, Jesus is real. You need to get your life right. You need to have the fear of the Lord in your life. He wants to move through you, but you've got to be that person that's willing to do it. So there's going to be some uncomfortable times. There's going to be some tribulation, but listen, man, I'm telling you, be of good cheer. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. I've already won the game. I've already won the victory. I have already defeated death, hell, and the grave. I've already made a way for you to come into heaven with your sins forgiven. I've already made a way for you to be presented to the Father with joy, with joy, that I'm going to present you faultless and unblameable and above reproach. Ooh, man. Can you believe that? That's what Jesus is going to do for you. Well, he's already done it. He's already won the victory. All we got to do is walk it out. That's all he's asking us to do, walk it out. It's like playing a football game, and the end result's already been there, but we're walking out each play, and we're walking out with him. Now, the early church, now, they had some persecution. They had some troubled times. The early church, man, to be an apostle or even to be just a disciple of Jesus, 
in the early days of the church, man, it, I mean, it meant your life. And I was reading this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22, and the, it's the Apostle Paul, and he's talking to the church at Corinth. And uh, he says, he's talking to them, and, and, and basically there's some disputing going on, and so Paul's trying to put an end to it. And he says, he's talking about the other people. He says, are they Hebrews? Well, so am I. Are they Israelites? He said, well, so am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? And then Paul stops. He says, I, I speak as a fool because he's, he's having to compare himself with these other people that are rising up preaching something. And he said, I am more in labors, more labors more abundant, in stripes above measures, in prison more frequently, in death often. From the Jews, five times receive 40 stripes minus one. So if <laughs> I was thinking about that. Okay, if it was five times 40, that'd be 200, right? So he just one less each time. So take off two. That means 195 licks. 195 times hit with a rod. That's severe. Can you imagine what the Apostle Paul's body much have, must have looked like? He said, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked a night and a day and have been in the deep. Journeys often in perils of water and perils of robbers and perils of my own countrymen and perils of the Gentiles and perils in the city and perils in the wilderness and perils in the sea and perils in the false brethren. Wow. That's lots of perils. In weariness, in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger, in thirst, in fastings often, in cold, in nakedness, besides the other things that come upon me daily. Besides the other things? My deep concern for all the churches. Now, think about this for a minute. We Christians get so soft that, that sometimes we pray and we don't see a immediate answer and we start to lose faith. God, why didn't you do this? I don't understand. Why, why didn't you say Here's the Apostle Paul. He just needed a coat. He was cold. Now, you would think the Apostle Paul could have just said, Lord, I need a coat. And then, poof, somebody would have showed up. I was over at my house praying, and I felt like I needed to bring you a coat, Paul. But he said he was cold. My point is, is that this man, the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, this man went through all kinds of perils, beatings, all these things happened to him, but he never stopped preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He actually said here, who's weak? I'm not weak. Who's made to stumble? I don't burn with indignation. If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, bless, who, who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. For even in Damascus, the governor under uh, the king and the guarding the city of Damascus and a garrison was designed to arrest me, and they let down a basket through a window, and I escaped from his hands. So the Apostle Paul said, man, if I'm, if I'm going to glory in anything, I glory that I have to have Jesus to make it through this. And folks, that's where we need to be right now. 
You've got to pray and ask God for the truth. You've got to pray and ask God to show you the proper direction to go. We're going to see more and more violence come up in America. We're going to see more and more things happen, and you're going to start to say, what, what? And I'm telling you, we need to keep on the track that we're going to preach the gospel, we're going to trust in the Lord, and we're going to go forward because he's going to give us the plan, and we're going to walk in it. We're going to commit our ways to him, and we're going to get to where we need to be. The last scripture I want to give you tonight is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, for we know not, no, excuse me, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which comes to us in Asia. For we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. So Paul got to the place where he's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I don't even know if I'm going to live through this. But he says, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. He's, I mean, that's rough. It was such pressure. And we're not, we're, not, we're not under that kind of pressure right now, church. We're not under that kind of pressure right now. And if this man wouldn't quit preaching, we definitely don't need to quit preaching. We definitely need to rise up, not give in to what the enemy's pushing us into. Stand up, rise up, and say, no, enough's enough. We are going to be in one nation under God. Then he says that we should often not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and who does deliver us, in whom we trust that he still delivers us. In other words, he's the God who delivered you in the past. He's going to deliver you today, and he's going to deliver you in your future. Church, listen to me. Every one of y'all out there, you've seen God move in your life. You know God's alive. You know Jesus is real. You know the Holy Ghost is real. And you know that he has delivered you in the past, so he's going to deliver you today. Jesus has not fallen off the throne. He's going to deliver you today, and then you know what? He's already got your future arranged. I can't sit here tonight and tell you what the future of 2021 is going to look like. I can't say, oh, go invest your stocks in this, or go invest your money in these stocks, or go, go do this. or go. I, I, I don't know. I do know one thing that's true. Jesus is going to deliver me in 2021 just like he's delivered me every other day of my life. And God will deliver you. And God will bring you to the place you need to be if we trust in him. So we're in this place right now where we've kind of just, by faith, got to take one step forward and keep going and saying, Lord, you're going to get us where we need to be. And when you do that, it's going to bring health to your flesh. It's going to bring peace to your mind. It's going to get you into a place that causes you to be stable and sufficient in him. So I want to pray for you right now. I want to just speak over your life and pray for you. So whatever you have need of, whatever's going on in your life right now, whatever's got you troubled, I want to speak to that right now. And as I pray, just get your faith out and stretch it out. If you're out there tonight and you just came across this video, you've never listened to the Waterhole broadcast before, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, well, listen to me, the first thing you need to do tonight is ask him to come into your life. Jesus went to the cross and died for your sins. He paid the full price of all the transgressions 
that you've ever done or ever will do on the cross. His blood was poured out for you and for me for the forgiveness of our sins. All you have to do is invite him to come into your life and say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died for me and you arose from the grave for me. Please forgive me. Wash me, wash my sins away. I want to be yours. And if you pray that prayer sincerely, well, then I want you to know Jesus will, touch, will come into your life. The Spirit of God will, will, will touch you, and you are saved, and you are blessed, and you are healed. For those of you out there that you know Jesus, and I'm going to pray for you right now, get your faith going. Get your faith stretched out this way because I'm going to pray. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just lift up every person out there watching this broadcast. I just pray for them, Lord God. I believe for Psalms 103 that, God, you heal their sicknesses right now. Those that are fighting COVID, heal them, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Those that are fighting cancer, heal them right now in Jesus' name. Those that are fighting cystic fibrosis, heal them right now in Jesus' name. Those that are fighting heart disease, heal them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just believe you right now for those that are fighting diabetes to heal them right now in Jesus' name. Those that are fighting tumors, Lord God, in their bodies, heal them right now in Jesus' name. That, Lord, the healing power of God will go to every person who is sick and will begin to just flow from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and heal them and set them free. Lord, I declare people tonight that are in confusion, that are in fear, that are in doubt and unbelief, that, Lord, you begin to just encompass them with your love. And just pour your grace upon them and begin to bless them. To heal their souls and heal their minds, Lord God. So that they could know you and trust in you. Lord, I believe you with all of my heart tonight. That this is a very special night. And so, Lord, bless them. Touch them. Heal them and minister to them. Fill their houses with your glory, Lord. Speak to them so that they hear your still small voice and will follow you. So, Lord, I praise you for it, and I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. I love you guys, and we'll see you on Sunday.